Section thirteen of A Book of Fairy Tale Bears. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. A Book of Fairy Tale Bears by Clifton Johnson. The Bear Who Was an Enchanted King. Once upon a time there was a king who had three daughters the less said about the elder two the better but the third was the best-tempered and most beautiful maiden in the kingdom and the king and all his subjects were very fond of her one night she dreamed of a golden wreath which was so lovely that she declared when she awoke that she could not be happy until she had one just like it she described it to her father and he ordered the most skilful goldsmith who could be found to make such a wreath but when the wreath was ready it did not satisfy her and she tossed it aside and grew so melancholy she would hardly say a word as she was walking one day in the woodland she saw a white bear who was playing with the very wreath of which she had dreamed will you sell me that wreath she asked no he said it is not for sale but you can have it if you will let me have you well she responded then you can have me for life without that golden wreath is not worth living he handed her the wreath and said i will come to the palace to get you in three days time when she returned home with the wreath every one was pleased to see her happy again she told the king of her bargain with the white bear and he declared that the bear should never have her on the third day he ordered his army to guard the approaches to the palace and to drive the bear away if he appeared by and by the bear came but no one could withstand him the soldiers weapons had no effect on him and he hurled the men who opposed him right and left so that they lay in heaps on either side the king saw that he must do something to appease the creature he therefore sent out his eldest daughter to the bear who took her on his back and went off but they had not gone far when the bear asked have you ever set softer and have you ever seen clearer the princess replied i have set softer on my mother's lap and i have seen clearer in my father's hall oh the bear said then you are not the right maiden and he ordered her to get off his back and go home three days later the bear again went to the palace and again the army attempted to drive him away but he dashed the soldiers down like grass and the king sent out to him his second daughter the white bear took her on his back and went off presently he asked have you ever seen clearer and have you ever set softer in my father's hall i have seen clearer she replied and on my mother's lap i have set softer oh then you are not the right one the bear said get off my back and go home three days passed and he once more went to the palace the army tried to keep him back but he tossed the soldiers hither and thither until the king saw how helpless the contest was and sent out his youngest daughter the bear took her on his back and went away when they had gone deep into the woodland he asked have you ever set softer or seen clearer no never she replied ah he said you are the right one after a while they came to a castle that was much grander than her father's palace this is to be your home the bear said and i hope you will live here happily there will be nothing for you to do except to see that the fire never goes out the sun sank below the western horizon while he spoke and to her surprise 
he became a man and said his name was valmont and that he was a king but when the sun came up in the east the next morning he was once more a bear and went away for the day three years passed and in all that time the white bear each evening became a man he treated the princess kindly and she loved him but he was away every day and she grew lonesome and at last begged leave to go home and see her parents you may go the bear said but do not remain more than three days so she went to her father's palace and at the end of the three days prepared to return to the white bear her mother however urged her to stay one more night and finally she consented the next day she went back to the splendid forest castle where she arrived in the evening just after the white bear had come home as usual to spend the night why did you stay away more than the three days he asked now you have made us both unlucky in another month i should have been free from the enchantment that compels me to be a bear half the time but your failure to do as i requested takes from me the power to transform myself into a man each evening i have been bewitched by a hag of the trolls and now i must go to her she will restore my human shape and marry me he at once made ready to depart while the princess sat down and wept and moaned presently he finished his preparations and passed out of the door then the princess leaped to her feet and ran after him caught hold of his shaggy hide and threw herself on his back there she held fast and the bear carried her over hills and crags and through brakes and briars till her clothes were torn to tatters and she was so exhausted she fainted and let go her hold when she came to herself she was in a great wood and she got up and wandered on hoping to find the white bear after a while she came to a hut and in the doorway stood an old woman have you seen anything of king valmont the white bear the princess asked yes the old woman said he passed by here this morning early but he went so fast you'll never be able to catch up with him a little girl was running about in front of the hut playing with some golden scissors she waved them about clipping in the air and as she did so splendid pieces of silk and satin cloth fell to the ground around her plainly whoever possessed those magic scissors could never lack fine raiment the princess was about to resume her journey when the little girl said to the old woman i would like to give my scissors to this stranger she needs them more than i do the old woman was willing and the princess went on her way with the magic scissors in her pocket she walked and walked and the next day came to another hut an old woman stood in the doorway good day the princess said have you seen anything of king valmont the white bear yes the old woman replied he passed by yesterday but he went so fast you will never be able to catch him on the floor inside of the hut a little girl was playing with a magic flask from which could be poured out any drink a person might wish to have she rose and brought the flask to the princess take it with you she said you have a hard journey before you and need it more than i do so the princess accepted the flask and went on and the next day came to a third hut she greeted an old woman who stood in the doorway and said have you seen anything of king valmont the white bear he passed here day before yesterday the old woman replied and he went so fast you will never be able to overtake him 
on a bench beside the door a little girl was playing with a magic napkin and whoever had that napkin could say to it napkin spread yourself out and furnish me dainty food and the napkin would immediately have an excellent dinner arrayed on it the little girl handed the napkin to the princess and said your journey is so hard and lonely you need the napkin more than i do the princess thanked her and took the napkin and went on she came to a mountain the next day and it was as steep as a wall so she could not climb it close to the base of the mountain was a hut the door was open and the princess looked in and saw a woman busy about her household tasks have you seen king valmont the white bear passed this way the princess asked yes the woman replied he went up this mountain three days ago but you can see for yourself how steep the mountain is and how impossible it would be to follow him the woman had a numerous family of small children and the children hung about her skirts and cried for food she had in her hands a pot full of round pebbles which she now put on the fire and said to the children the potatoes will soon be ready then she turned to the princess and said we are so poor that we have neither proper food nor sufficient clothing and we are always hungry and ragged it goes to my heart to hear the children constantly crying for something to eat so i have put the pot full of stones on the fire and told them the potatoes will soon be ready that will quiet them for a while perhaps i can give them something better than boiled stones the princess said and she got out her napkin and flask with the help of these she furnished a feast to which they all sat down in great happiness when the children had eaten and drunk as much as they wanted the princess cut them out some clothes with their golden scissors well the woman said since you have been so kind to us it would be a shame if i did not do all in my power to assist you to climb the mountain my husband is one of the best blacksmiths in the world stay here and rest till he gets home and i will have him forge you some claws for your hands and feet that will enable you to crawl and scramble up the steep mountainside as soon as the blacksmith arrived he set to work making the claws and next morning they were ready the princess at once put them on and began climbing all that day and all the following night she slowly toiled upward until she was so tired she could scarce lift hand or foot and thought she must slip and fall down the precipitous rocks but just then she reached the top of the mountain and found herself on a broad level plateau and near at hand was a castle which swarmed with workmen who were as busy as ants on an anthill what is going on here the princess asked this is the home of an old hag who has bewitched king valmont they replied in three days she will marry him and we are making ready for a grand wedding feast can i speak with her the princess questioned no they said that is quite impossible then the princess sat down just outside of the castle and began to clip in the air with her golden scissors and the silks and satins flew about as thick as snowflakes soon the old hag looked forth from a near window and said those scissors can do more than all the tailors in my employ i would like to buy them they are not for sale the princess responded but you can have them if you will let me visit king valmont this evening very well the old hag said you have my permission and welcome but before the princess went to the apartment of king valmont the old hag gave him a sleeping draught and he was so drowsy while the princess was with him 
that he could not keep his eyes open this distressed her greatly and she wept and wailed until the old hag came and ordered her out of the castle next day she seated herself where she had sat before to clip with her scissors this time she poured out drink from her flask and what she poured out formed a little brook that flowed away down the slope yet the flask did not become empty presently the hag looked out of the window and said i would like to buy that flask of yours it is not for sale the princess said but you can have it if you will let me visit king valmont this evening very well the old hag responded you have my permission and welcome but before the princess went to the apartment of king valmont the old hag gave him a sleeping draught that made him so drowsy he could not keep his eyes open and though the princess wailed and wept while she was with him he paid no attention to her however a workman who was engaged on some task in a neighboring room heard her and in the morning he said to king valmont the princess who dwelt with you in your forest castle has come to try to set you free twice she has been allowed to spend an evening with you but accomplished nothing because the old hag had put you to sleep with a drugged drink beware of the wiles of the cunning dame or your doom is sealed that day the princess seated herself near the castle once more and this time got out her magic napkin and said napkin spread yourself and be covered with dainty food at once the napkin became so large and the food on it was so plentiful that hundreds of men might have eaten and been satisfied then the old hag looked out of the window and said maiden that napkin of yours would save the trouble and expense of much boiling and roasting here in my castle will you sell it no the princess said i will not sell it but i will give it to you if you will let me spend this evening with king valmont very well the old hag said you can do so and welcome as usual the witch prepared a sleeping draught but king valmont was fully determined not to take it and he pretended that he was already asleep she did not trust appearances but she took a pin and stuck it in his arm to make sure he was not attempting to deceive her yet in spite of the pain he did not wince or stir and she went away confident that he would not soon waken but when the princess came in he greeted her joyfully and they told each other all that had happened to them since they had parted and devised a plan for getting rid of the old witch by orders of king valmont the carpenters early next day made a trap-door on the drawbridge over which the bridal train had to pass the hour for the wedding came and in accord with the custom of the country the bride and her friends rode at the head of the procession before they were aware of any danger they dropped through the trap-door and they were all drowned afterward king valmont and the princess took all they could carry of the old hag's gold and goods and returned to their own land there they were married and for the rest of their days they lived peacefully and happily end of section thirteen